the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tambella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And the weather's starting to heat up, so you'll want to get your tan on. Uh, today's trivia theme is baseball numbers. We'll do a little sports today. Today, we have a special guest, Annie Dickerson of Good Egg Investments. Uh, Annie is an award-winning real estate investing expert with 15-plus years real estate investing experience. In 2022, Annie was named Real Estate Investor of the Year by The Motley Fool. Wow, that's impressive. Annie and her business partner, Julie Lamb, are the founders of Good Egg Investments. We'll have to get into that and find out how uh, that name came around. An award-winning boutique real estate investment firm, which was named Best Real Estate Syndication Company in North America by Bill Magazine. Together, they have helped thousands of investors around the country to invest in commercial real estate assets, totally over $1.3 billion. Uh, Annie and Julie are authors of the book, Investing for Good, uh, hosts of Life and Money Show podcasts, and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. Hey, Annie, I like that. I like that, um, that background. Uh, welcome to the Best of Investing. Thank you. I'm thrilled and honored to be here with you and your listeners today. Uh, well, thank you very much. First of all, okay, how does the name Good Egg Investments, how, how does that come up? Ah, yes. So it's basically, it's very simple. It means build your nest egg while doing good. And so the whole premise of Good Egg, the vision when Julie and I initially launched it was, um, you know, we're, we like real estate. We ourselves are real estate nerds, but we also understand that it's not just about the real estate. The real estate is a vehicle to help people create their ideal life by design. And so we always wanted, we saw real estate investing as a way to help people to create, create wealth for their families and and also to make an impact and do good in the world. So hence, say, good egg. Some, uh, there is uh, definitely that uh, feel of impact investing, you know, which uh, for the audience, if they're not familiar with that term, it's, uh, it's where you can invest, but also have a good impact on uh, the economy. In fact, uh, the company I do a lot of work with, uh, Pacific Private Money, who's the sponsor of the show, uh, they actually are kind of considered the impact investing also because 
you know, during the, the downturn of the 2008, 9, 10, 11, et cetera, uh, there weren't many banks that were going and uh, lending in certain areas, but Pacific Private Money was one of those lenders. And so they actually had a good impact uh, on the community. So uh, I, I like that. Very good. Um, so get, uh, tell you what, um, we've got a few minutes before our next break or our first break. So give us a, your, your story of how you got started in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, the first thing you should know about me is I never intended to get into real estate. In fact, I started out as about as far away from real estate as you could get. Started out as a fourth grade teacher with Teach for America. I had big dreams for closing the achievement gap, the opportunity gap. Um, And so started out teaching fourth grade. And then I decided I wanted to have an even greater impact. So I left the classroom to make educational games. So I actually went back to, to school school to study video game design, really? if you can believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so a funny story is that when I went to game design school, the last game that I remembered playing was Super Mario Brothers. And so we went into these game design labs where all of my, um, all of the other students in the class had been playing games for years, PlayStation, yeah. Xbox and whatnot. And they handed me a controller. First of all, I'm like, wait, controllers don't have wires anymore and second i look down i'm like wait there's two thumbsticks i have to use both my thumbs <laughs> so it's quite an evolution Listen, for me enough to remember when pong first came out ah yes so, yeah. uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> video game players are much more have much more finger dexterity than they yeah. needed to have back then <laughs> True. But uh, so then I went from game design into instructional design, creating trainings for companies. And the real estate thing really came out of left field. I never intended to get into it. But my husband became a real estate agent when we moved to the Bay Area where we live now. And as soon as he did, I crossed real estate off my list because I said, well, we can't both be in real estate. We can't be that couple. Um, but as as life would have it, you know, as his his business progressed, he said, Hey, why don't you, you know, in your spare time, maybe help me with my business. And let me ask you, let me interrupt for a second. Yeah. What year was that? That was 2000. Uh, that was 2016, 2017 timeframe. Okay. And so we had been kind of house hacking um, on the side. It was always something that we did. Um, But I never really thought seriously about real estate until Uh I helped him with his business. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Now, I I don't know how much you know about sports, and usually I have general questions. Uh, This one, if if you're a baseball fan, You'll do well on this. If you're not, uh, maybe <laughs> this will <not>. be interesting. <laughs> It'll be interesting, exactly. Okay. Our first commercial break uh, trivia question here 511 is a famous baseball, is a famous number in baseball. And there's actually two reasons. One is probably a little more obvious than the, than the other, but uh, uh, we want to find out if you know the answer to this question. Um, 511, talking baseball. Baseball numbers, 511 is a famous number in baseball. Why? You've got to give me two reasons for that, all right? Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. Stay with us. The best of investing will be right back. Don't touch that dial. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. 
The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Annie Dickerson. Our first trivia question, uh, we're talking baseball numbers here. See if you know this. 511 is a famous baseball number. Why? I would, I got to guess that maybe it's the number of home runs hit by somebody. Well, actually, and that's that's, that's (laughs) me. That's actually the harder answer. That is correct. Uh, Mel Ott. In the 1930s, I believe it was. Uh, okay, but the uh, the other one is um, uh, that's how many wins Cy Young has, which to me, in all of sports, I would have to say that's probably the one record that, if I had to say say one record that probably will never be broken, I mean records probably get broken all the time. I know, but I would say that one probably would be the one. I would say I don't know if that'll ever be broken because if you think about it. If someone wins 20 games a year in a year now, I mean, that's like phenomenal because pitchers are taken out all the time. And they don't get a chance to even get a win, right? Well, think about it. If, if he, In order to break 511, you'd have to do that for over 25 years in a row. Wow. Guys generally are not going to be pitching every <laughs> single year. But that's because back in his day, you know, they pitched double headers mm-hmm. and they didn't have as many pitchers and stuff. So wow. anyway. All right. So back now back to real estate and business because our special guest, Annie Dickerson from Good Egg Investing. Uh, investments, excuse me. Um, so let's go on to the next question that you had sent us. Uh, what's the difference between active and passive investing? And how do you know what, which one is right for you? Because if, if I knew, if I, when I read your, um, your bio here, you're mostly specializing in commercial real estate. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yes. So do you uh, not do anything with residential real estate or uh, go ahead? That's a good question. So when I first, um, I mentioned I helped my husband with his business and in the process, I fell in love, not with what he does, which is sell residential real estate, but I fell in love with investing in real estate. And so first I actually started out looking at small multifamily properties out of state. So like duplexes, fourplexes, long distance investing, because as you know, it's really hard to buy a lot of those here in the Bay Area. And so we started investing out of state. um, And it seemed to be going well until it wasn't. And all we dealt with things like theft, vandalism. I remember there's one time um, we had a fourplex and one of the tenants before they, they hadn't paid their rent for months and months. So we finally were going to evict them. And the day before the sheriff was going to show up, they actually left their unit. But before they left, they stopped up all the sinks and the tubs and they left the water running. And then they took off. So by the time anybody found out, they had flooded not just their unit, but the unit next door and the unit next door to that. So three of the four units had been flooded. Wow. That's good. I hate horror stories like that because, you know, it's one thing if you... It, I mean, that's just vandalism that doesn't help them at all. At least if they, you know, stole, uh, you know, a sink, then it's right. like, okay, we place the sure. sink on that. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's vindictive uh, where, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, yeah, just old, it's like graffiti and stuff. It's vandalism that doesn't do anybody any good. My goodness. Um, yeah. How much, in, how much in cost and damage was that? 
Well, you know, it was, so it was my first lesson in learning how insurance works. And so we had insurance, thankfully. Um, So that ultimately covered it all. But what I didn't understand about insurance was we had to cover the cost up front. So it was about $50,000 worth of damages, which we had to front the cost for. Um, And not to mention, you know, I had two young kids at the time and I was on the phone with the insurance company all the time to try to figure this process out. Pay for it and then get reimbursed. Yes. Was there a deductible on it too, or did they cover all of it? Yeah, they it, it, there was a deductible on it, but uh, ultimately, yeah, we we made out okay. But here's what I learned about that whole process is that is what I consider active investing, where I was managing the property myself together with a property manager who's there locally, but still I had to make all the decisions around the tenants, the evictions, the turnovers, things like that. Whereas with passive investing, that's where, you know, I can invest my money together with a group of other people. And now we buy something like an apartment community, not just one fourplex together. And so as a passive investor, I get to put my money in. I don't have to do any of the work. And I put my trust in a team with a strong track record and they do all the work, the renovations, they manage the property on my behalf and I get to share in the return. So that's kind of what I learned along the way. I didn't realize that those opportunities existed, but that's what we specialize now in. At well, it's not like it's basically it's a syndication then, right? It's exactly. That's okay. right. Okay. It's a group investment. Of- yeah, property uh, um, uh, prospectus, you know. Yes. Yes. So it's you and it could be a whole bunch of other people. Yes, exactly. Okay. So as long as you have faith in those operators. Right. Yeah. Then uh, because it's just the same thing. Like when you, you know, when you hire a manager, it's so important with, with, especially with apartments is making sure you have a good manager. So exactly. uh, Exactly. Interesting. Now, um, and then, so you're just strictly being the passive investor. Are you bringing other people with you or is just your one off, you know, you're just the investor along with people you don't know? Yeah. So now what we do at Good Egg is we are the syndicator. So we put together, when Julie and I got together, she and I both had a passion for helping women and moms get into real estate. And we realized that passive investing is such a great way for families, busy families, to be able to build their wealth without having to do all the work of being a landlord. And so now we are the syndicators. We put together these offerings and we give these passive opportunities to others. So now you're you're kind of back to managing, but you're managing on a different exactly. Level. Oh, I've got people for that now, Edward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's well, interesting because it's funny. One level even more passive than that is what we do at Pacific Private Money. We're just the lender. Yeah, so we're not involved with any exactly. of that stuff. We just like just strictly we'll just lend the money. Yep. And, uh, and only if something goes topsy turvy where we yeah. have to foreclose, you know, yep. it's coupon clipping. As I say, mailbox money. And, exactly. Uh, and yeah. you're at the, the front of the capital stack. So you have very yeah. little risk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Because we're, we're doing very low uh, loan to value. Well, not very low, but I mean, uh, you know, roughly 60, 65% loan to value, except mm-hmm. that we actually have a fund. Uh, I, I just coincidentally happen to be one of the managers of, so I'm a little biased, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. the average loan to value is, it's unlevered, is 40 Four percent. Oh wow! Uh, we're buying loans at a discount, so our investment to value is is under thirty percent. 
So wow. we actually have to work hard to lose money in that. Yeah. We're paying, we're paying a flat eight and a half percent. Okay. Uh, but it's not about me. We're going to be talking to Annie a little bit more. We're going to cut hey, that it. sounds like a great investment. Sign me right up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a, very, a lot of uh, I, I'll tell you the bad news when we come back. Okay. Okay. All right. Second trivia question baseball numbers 714 is a famous baseball number. Why is that? What's a, what's a famous 714? in uh, baseball terms, uh, baseball number. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Again, call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Annie Dickerson. Our second trivia question the number 714 is a famous number in baseball. Why is that? You know, it sounds too high to be a batting average. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. it, <laughs> is it maybe the number of seats at a certain stadium or? Yeah, that'd be too low. Well, it's too it's low. That's yeah. how many home runs Babe Ruth hit. Ah, okay. So just real quick, before you get to, to what you were talking about. Um, so yeah, our Pacific Southwest note fund pays just a flat eight and a half percent and it's got liquidity. If you want your money back, you just give us 30 days notice. So it's got really kind of the best of all world. Now here's the downside. If somebody were to say, wow, that sounds really good. Can I give you a million dollars? I'd have to say no. I said, yeah. I can't take that much money because we, it takes us a while to, to pick right. the loans. We, you know, 300,000 here, 200,000 here. So uh, there was a time I had to tell people literally for months they couldn't get in. Uh, wow. Now it's opened up the spigot again because with the economy, the way it is, right. we seem to be finding, finding some good loans. Yeah. But anyway, going back to Annie and good uh, investments. All right. Um, so again, let's get back to the, like, which, how do you know which was right for quote you, meaning, you know, the investor? Yeah. So really what I've discovered, and I've now been on both sides of it, um, what I've discovered is it really comes down to each individual person and their goals. Mm -hmm. So if you're a person who wants control, you want to make the decisions, you want to pick the properties, you want to be involved and look at the numbers uh, week in and week out, that was not me. But if you're that type of person, then active investing is probably going to be a better fit for you. Going out, and I, you know, I was just at a conference I was, um, I was talking to some young guys who were, you know, they were ready to roll up their sleeves and uh, really dig into these rental properties. And they said, yeah, but, you know, maybe I'll put in, you know, 10,000 uh, into a syndication. And I said, why? Why would you, you know, why would you put in 10,000 into a syndication when you were ready to roll up your sleeves and do the work? If you want to do that, great. I think active investing is a great fit if you want to do all the work yourself. But if you're on the flip side, if you're a busy physician, if you're a busy parent, you've got a lot going on in life, which is the stage in life that I'm in, where I don't want to deal with that. I'm not very good at being a landlord. Um, that's what I've realized. <laughs> and, well, also, $10,000. I mean, if you're, if you were serious about that number, that's kind of, 
can't really do too much with 10,000. Right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, a syndication typically is, you know, five plus years. If you put in $10,000, maybe at the end of five years, you'd have $20,000, which is really not that exciting. You know, you'd really have to invest 50 or $100,000 to really make that uh, worth it. But yeah, it, but if you're on the passive side and, you know, you're just, you don't want to do the work, you don't want to have to touch it, you don't want to have to think about it, but you also want to divert diversify out of the stock market and some of your other investments, then passive real estate investing through something like syndications or funds can be a great way to do that. Okay. Uh, I know one of the things that you would have to look at, because you said you, you're actually uh, doing your own syndication. Uh, what, I, I'm going to kind of put you on the hot seat for a minute here. Uh, what are, are there any charges up front that an investor pays? So every all of our fees are rolled in to the investors. So for example, if an investor were to invest 50,000, yeah. there's no additional fees on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have in full disclosure, we do charge um, an acquisition fee that's pl- yeah. paid at the closing of the property. And that co- covers all of our costs leading up to the acquisition of the property, Um, all the risk that we take on, the site visits that we do, the due diligence, the legal costs, all of that stuff. People can't work for free. So yeah, well, let me, I guess here in the old days, like limited partnerships, they they were taking like 20% off the top. That's that's, that's too much. What, What basically gets taken off the top for you guys in your yeah so typically for our acquisition fees we're charging between one and three percent oh yeah that's that's nothing so uh yeah that's that's but what about the actual cost of the syndication though so or or does that come yeah so be go ahead Beyond the acquisition fee, we do charge an ongoing asset management fee. And again, that's, you know, one, one to 2% of the ongoing income for the property. And then um, at the end, that's where syndicators make the bulk of their money is at the sale of the asset. And you want it as a passive investor, you want it to be structured that way because there's alignment of interest because then the syndicator is incentivized to execute on the business plan and really deliver. What's your, yeah. what's your what's the split you and the investors? So our split is typically um, a 70-30 split, yeah. 70 to the investors, 30 to the general partners, okay. up to a certain um, hurdle. And then after that point, then we go to 50-50, which again is uh, a good alignment of interest yeah, because it no, incentivizes us to make listen, it perform. That's I've been in this right. business a long time. Yeah. And I think that's very fair. Uh, when we come back, because believe it or not, these breaks come pretty pretty quickly here. When we come mm-hmm. back, will you uh, can you share some of your uh, history of? Uh, Happy you know, to. You haven't been, you know, I know you haven't been doing this for forty years, but uh, you know, like, do you, have you had certain ones that have gone full cycle? Yes, we've yes. had oh, about. Good. I want I want to hear yes. about those. Yeah, all we'll right. talk about that. All right. So I always like to learn all this fun stuff here. Okay, <laughs> here's our third trivia question: baseball numbers. Uh, this one may or may not be hard, depends if you know it. <laughs> 2,632 is also a famous baseball number. Why? All right? Call 888-912-1190. First caller, with the correct answer, wins that tanning certificate. Also want to make a mention for the Lakeshore Lodge in Tahoe. They have like, I don't know, 100 or 200 feet of, of Lakeshore uh, 
right on the property there. Beautiful, beautiful property. I've had some people go there who've won contests and stuff, and and they've, uh, uh, you know, we're not doing that this time, but um, they've, they've gone and they said it's just a beautiful property, the Lakeshore Lodge in Lake Tahoe. You got to check them out. Again, here's our trivia question for the tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. 2,632 is a famous baseball number. Why is that? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with our special guest, Andy Dickerson. Our third trivia question, 2,632 is a famous baseball number. Why is that? Ooh, this one really stumps me. I don't know. Is it like the number of... uh hours or the number of no. games or the uh well close a cal ripkin's consecutive uh-huh. game streak he beat lou Gehrig, the iron horse uh oh. iron man okay uh, so that's kind of a famous baseball number um okay so julie from good egg investments um you're about to share some history with us um some certain syndications that you've done that have gone full cycle Yes, that's right. So, uh, as mentioned, so Julie and I started the um, the business back in 2018. In fact, um, I quit my job um, working as a creative director in January of 2018 to go into syndications. Had never done a syndication before. Um, and the next week, I met Julie at a real estate conference, and we hit it off and formed the partnership about five years ago this month. Wow. And in that five years, um, we've been part of 40 syndications and 20 of them have gone full cycle. So at first, you know, we were, we were a very small part of each syndication. So we would bring, you know, some friends and family money Uh into each deal, maybe, you know, between 500,000 and maybe a million dollars in investment. And that first year we were lucky to be part of, it was a great time to get in 2018. Um, And we were part of nine or 10 syndications that first year, another 10, the second year. And then as we built up that track record, um, we started to be able to bring more and more capital to each deal. Um, but, but again, you were the syndicator, weren't you? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yes. That's, that's amazing. I mean, because, you know, people have to say, well, gee, you, I guess it's trusting you and knowing, you know, that's a good reputation to that people would trust you, uh, especially since you didn't have the 25 years of right. experience. But I guess what, what, what assets were you buying? So primarily um, at the beginning, we were primarily buying um B class, I would say B class multifamily in Texas and the Southeast. Perfect. And uh, you were back then, were you still located in the Bay Area or where were you located then? Okay. So how did you know where to buy in the United States? Mm, Great question. So we read a lot of books, we talked to a lot of people and um, we learned, you know, what what types of markets to look for. And we realized, you know, you got to go where, if you're investing in multifamily, you got to go where the people are, because it turns out humans like to live indoors. And so we wanted to find places where there was a lot of job growth, a lot of population growth. And then as, as now too, um, Texas was, a was seeing tons of job growth 
and Florida as well, the Carolinas. And so we started to hunker down in those markets and start to started to create connections um, with, with different teams in those markets. And so that's how we kind of started investing. Yeah. It's funny because again, like I said, I've been doing this for 40 years and uh, in the old days, it was like no, 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 California and nothing else. Yeah. All these other states are, you know, crazy or whatever. Uh, but with work from home and social media and the internet and all this other kind of stuff, uh, and you know, with California losing people, yeah, because you know, mm-hmm. some of the crazy wackadoodle, uh, you know, aspects of crime, etc. Uh, you, you you were sharp. <laughs> you were smart. You, it's a good, yeah, it's again very similar. Like our, our Southwest fund, I don't even know if we have any off the top of my head. If we have anything in California, it's all yeah. it's all out of state. Um, wow. Okay. So, uh, uh, how did you do on that? You know, somebody invested a hundred thousand dollars. What happened? What happened to their hundred thousand? Yeah. So our average annual returns are north of twenty percent across all the deals that we've exited. Um, some we exited in as short as, you know, fourteen to eighteen months if wow. the timing was right and we were able to double and in some cases triple people's money. Now, did you buy all um, the cash or did you uh, get a no. loan? You got a loan. Yeah, everything was leveraged around sixty to. 70 percent okay, that's pretty typical on that yeah okay. yeah and the thing is you know if you're gonna borrow the money back then you could probably borrow it like three percent you know right. you can, and your, your, your rents are going up we really got spoiled yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, i'll tell you yeah you know what's really, you want to hear something really crazy there was a uh, there's a, a very good real estate broker here in marin county and a couple of years ago he was telling us that one of his clients purchased or he sold, excuse me, he sold an, a, a small apartment built like a duplex or something at a 1.6 cap rate. I'm thinking, how can anyone want to buy? I know it was a trophy property and maybe it was just the idea of, oh, look, I own a trophy property. You know, unless the rents were so low that you could raise them, but I don't think they were. So it was just the idea of, okay, great. You just invested your money at 1.6%. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, to me, I know. that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me, actually, I'll tell you a quick story. It reminds me of a of a real estate investing class I went to in San Francisco a few years ago. And the teacher led the class through analyzing this one property. Yeah. And at the end, it was a $17,000 a year loss, okay, on cash flow. And yeah. then she asked, and I, I'm sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, why are we even looking at this property? Yeah. And then she asked the class, is this a good investment? And almost invariably, everybody said yes, because of the appreciation. So everybody in the, it was like, they wanted to invest wow. for the appreciation. I'm like, oof, that's a risky proposition. Yeah, that's kind of scary because what happens when mm-hmm. the appreciation loan? See, that's why I like, yeah. I like as uh, Kevin O'Leary says in Shark Tank, I like cash flow. You know, right. Once you cash flow. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, right. Because you, you can go broke having, uh, did, and did the professor, did, or yeah. did she think it was a good investment too? She did. She did. I was shocked. Wow. I mean, I guess I'm, if there's a, now I, you know, I, that is kind of a caveat because what happens if let's say it was only 30% occupied and that's mm. negative cash flow and you could potentially increase the occupancy and you really realize you were buying it like, you know, 
seventy dollars a foot or something, right? Then potentially, okay, that that yes. that can give you a reason to say, you know what, I'll I'll do the negative cash flow for a while. Yeah, but I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know. No, this one was fully occupied. Oh renters God. were locked in. <laughs> yeah, and if it's in San Francisco, you know, rent control. Yeah. All right. Tell you what, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be coming back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Annie Dickerson of Good Egg Investments. So, Annie, what markets are you investing in now? What do you like? So these days, um, we're investing a lot in um, Arizona, Texas, and the Carolinas, and Florida. So a lot of the Sunbelt markets. Is it still multifamily? You know, primarily multifamily, that's our bread and butter. Um, But we've also kind of gotten into um, hotels. And so for hotels, we're actually investing in the Midwest because we have a great partner there. And we're not investing in the fancy, you know, bell with all the bells and whistles kinds of hotels, the tourist hotels. We're investing in what are called select service hotels, um, which, you know, they have uh, minimal amenities and they're really geared toward either um, long-term stays or or business gotcha. travel. And so they're kind of tried and true, nice, stable cash flowing assets. I was going to say, because, you know, that trying to manage a hotel, now you got employees and that other stuff, yep. a whole different animal. You know, it's interesting with, um, when uh, people ask me like, well, what's going on with real estate? Because again, we're managing all these funds. And uh, I just finished, I just published an article on this where I said, you know, I don't see a, a crash uh, happening. You know, 2008 and all that, you had situations where uh, it, there was like stupid money because people could just get loans, not having to show ability to repay. Now you have to, to do that. But the other part is that you've got a lot of people who refinance at fairly low rates and they can't afford to move, so to speak, right? Because they're not going to be able to replace a, a 2% loan with an 8% loan or 7% loan or whatever, Um but I, I, the multifamily market part is still really good because you know what? Everybody needs a place to live. I don't care That's how right. bad things get. I'm not going to live in a tent. Now I may have yep. to size, right? And, and the, you know, I've talked about this before that, you know, no matter what your stance is on the, uh, you know, illegal immigration, the 6.5 million, million people coming in, um, they all have to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's going to create some kind of demand. It's you know, true. And, and probably in those B properties, you know, yep. they see properties mm-hmm. too. Wow. But hotels, that's a whole, whole different animals. Wow. Yeah. How often do you go out and visit the properties? Uh, you know, I was just out um, in Phoenix last week, actually walking a property. So um, I love walking the properties, getting to see the progress yeah. and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we send our uh, either one of us um, or our asset manager, you know, we try to get out there once a quarter or so. Okay. With the hotels, how do you... Um, you know, how do you analyze those compared to regular multifamily? I mean, if you have long-term stays, that kind of makes sense. But, you know, you try to get 75% occupancy. I mean, there's a, there's a whole different analytics on, uh, on hotels. Yeah. No, I can't hear you. You, uh, you cut, you cut your, you, you cut out. 
I can, I can see your lips moving. The audience can't, but I can see you listening. But I'd love to repeat it. <laughs> oh, there now? we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So the, the occupancy, the numbers are definitely very different. And we're so grateful to have such a great partner okay. um, in the hotels. Um, they, You know how a lot yeah. of hotels, especially like the Holiday Inns, Hampton Inns, Homewood yeah. Suites, you know, you look at the the um the ratings and the reviews on Google and they're yep. like 2.9 3.2 well this partner they're so good at managing hotels that all of their hotels are at 4.5 4.7 so it really creates good return uh return guests yeah actually I'm planning on staying in a Hampton in uh, uh in North Carolina uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, down near Wilmington on that. Well, nice. uh, Annie, it's been a pleasure. You got to stick around. Here's our thoughts for the day. Oh, by the way, how do people get hold of you if they're interested in what you do? Absolutely. The best place to go is uh, our website, goodagginvestments.com. We've got tons of great resources, whether you're just starting out or um, you're a seasoned investor, and you can click our Start Here page and you'll get to know how to work with us. Great. Well, thank you very much. Okay, here's our thoughts for the day. So I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. Turns out it was the refrigerator all along. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. Great. You like that one? Okay, we we always have dad jokes here. Okay, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. I'm wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The Answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.